Moose Lake is the latest Minnesota city to find itself on the brink of losing its police department. Two officers resigned last summer, two more following this month, leaving one officer on the job. The city is covering shifts with a roster of part-time officers from neighboring cities, but it's a temporary fix. Later today, the Moose Lake City Council will consider whether or not to dissolve its local police department entirely. Jim Mortensen, the executive director of the Minnesota Law Enforcement Labor Services, joins us right now to, to talk about this policing problem facing small towns like Moose Lake. Jim, welcome to the program. Thank you for the invitation. Say, what did you think when you heard about Moose Lake? Did you see this coming? Uh, this is actually not uncommon in these uh, smaller departments that are one, two, or three or four officers. Um, they're having a, a difficult time competing with the larger agencies around them when it comes to wages and benefits. You grew up on the range, I understand, in a small town. Did you have a police department in your town, and how important was it? I did. I grew up in a, a small town called Marble. It had one officer and one chief. And uh, several years ago, our own police department was resolved, um, was dissolved, excuse me. And uh, so these smaller agencies are are having a very difficult time uh, keeping up in the market with these larger agencies. Are small police departments still important or are there better options now for small towns like Moose Lake? No, I think they're absolutely important. And I, you know, giving my own where I grew up on Iron Range, um, you know, that town that I grew up in was a great community to to grow up in as a child. And uh, I think it's gotten worse uh, since they haven't had a police department. So I do think it's important to have public safety um, in your communities at all times. You know, if the Moose Lake City Council decides to dissolve this department, What's the what's what are the effects the long term effects for folks in that area if they lose their local police force? Well, I mean, if you could have uh, depending on what they plan to replace it with. I mean, you could have uh, potential increases in crime. Uh, you know, property values could go down. Uh, I mean, there's a numerous things that could happen when you lose uh, your identity of your community. Um, so they're looking at uh, Carleton County, Carleton County sheriffs in that area, um, and, and some other small town police departments. Small, some other small towns have looked to the county sheriffs for for help for covering shifts and that kind of thing. Um, what do you think of that? Does that seem to work out okay? Uh, it's got his. It's got his. Uh plus and minuses to doing that. Um, a lot of times, these smaller communities. Uh, will close their doors on their police departments, and then obviously the county has to step in and take over public safety. But another thing that's happening out in the law enforcement world right now is, uh, you know, sometimes departments are will join together. If you get two small towns that are close to one another, they'll form one department and then share the resources. Um, interesting. So, uh, I wonder, uh, with the county sheriff, maybe if, if, if say, Moose Lake contracts with Carleton County, uh, any other downsides to, to um, working with the sheriff's department at all? Well, one of the big issues that comes uh, with the sheriff's department taking over public safety in the community is, are you going to get the same number of hours? Um, you know, when you have officers that are, you know, working routine schedules, 
um, you have a certain number of uh, coverage hours that, that happen in those communities. Uh, the other issue is is your community members knowing who your members of your department are and forming those uh, those bonds and those relationships. It could be a DARE officer that's in the schools that builds those bonds with the kids, and uh, who knows what will happen with programs like that. So you mentioned that uh, some of these smaller departments are having a tough time competing with larger departments that can pay can pay more, you know. And I'm wondering how, gosh, how can a small town department compete? Uh, it seems like it's a kind of an uphill climb if you're looking at money. Well, part of the issue, I mean, we got to go back and look at the cause and effect of this, of why is this happening? Um, and once you look at that issue, it, it kind of makes sense when when you've got a profession now that uh, has been kind of villainized and demonized, you don't have the kids coming out of high school trying to figure out their career path and going in and doing these jobs. There's been a little over a 28% reduction in kids coming graduating from high school wanting to go and be a police officer. Um, that's a problem. That's a 30-year candidates that are no longer there. You have... Uh, Departments that are losing members and not working their full career, they're just, they're just saying, I've had enough of this, and I'm not going to work in this profession anymore, and I'm going to go be a plumber, or I'm going to go and roof a house. Um, they just don't want to be part of what's going on in the profession nowadays. Are you saying that the vilification occurs in small towns, too? It occurs everywhere. Uh, it's, a, it's across our entire country right now. Um, when I, I got, I worked in law enforcement for 32 years, when I went in and tried to get my first job, you had hundreds of candidates standing there wanting that job. When you walked in the door, you kind of felt defeated because you had so much competition. Now, you know, these departments are lucky if they get any candidates and some of the larger departments are only getting in maybe the teens or maybe 20 or 30 candidates. So uh, you're saying that the, the pipeline is not what it was, and, uh, and money is also a bit of an issue, uh, if I'm understanding what you said earlier in our conversation. So, gosh, I mean, what are small towns left to do then? Well, that's, that's the million-dollar question. Um, we've lost about 35 agencies uh, in the state of Minnesota in the last eight years. Um, we're, we, we have a little over 400 law enforcement agencies in the state right now. So you can see the trend that's happening. Um, and we got to do something on a more global aspect of how do we, re how do we fix this? Is this something that the state has to step into? I mean, there was the public safety bill last session and it did include money for, for training and recruitment and that kind of thing. Is that a help? Well, it would have been if they wouldn't have changed the rules of that bill, and they, they watered it down to take it away from recruitment and retention and then opened it up to allowing, uh, you know, whether it's a city or a county, to buy, like, equipment with it. Um, so you're getting, you know, fire trucks purchased and snow plows purchased. Um, you know, so it, it kind of, the $300 million that was set aside for public safety got watered down and basically opened up to buy anything that was public safety related. Say, before you go, and while I'm talking about the Capitol, I know that you're following the SRO bill 
that's uh, on a pretty fast track at the Capitol. Um, when you look at the new version of the bill, what do you think about it? And, and do you think officers would start returning to schools? Well, if they take away the, the two different uses of force, um, and then uh, there's also a training component in there, which we don't know exactly what that training is going to be because it hasn't been formulated yet. That's my concern is the training side of it. But if they get rid of the, you know, doing use of force two different ways, uh, that's that's the big hurdle in this bill. And I think that's the goal of, of getting it back to where it was. Um, but at the end of the day, and, until the, the final version of it is uh to its fruition. We really don't know where it's going to land. All right. Jim, I know you're busy. Thanks for the time today. You bet. Thank you for the opportunity. Jim Mortensen is the executive director of the Minnesota Law Enforcement Labor Services.